to Gandhi. But in my research, I find out Gandhi actually never said it. He said parts of it. And that is, if you take an eye for an eye, the whole world will be blind. If you repay evil for evil, then we're never going to get anywhere. We're just going to constantly be hitting our heads against each other. And Despicable Me is actually a movie that tells a very good story. And that is, if you only see evil in the world, if you never turn aside wrath with love, then you're only going to see evil in the world. We start out in Gru's world, where everything is about evil. It's about one-upping one evil villain over another evil villain. And we see Gru steal the, um, the famous Giza pyramid. He shrinks it down and he steals it. And the entire villain world is all like, whoa. And they want to one-up him. And then his next thing he wants to do is he wants to steal the moon. And he has this master plan. Then off is another story of three little orphan girls. And they're in a bad orphanage where there's an actual evil person in the orphanage. Isn't there always an evil person in the orphanage? And they need to get out of that orphanage. And this person is abusing them and forcing them to sell cookies. You know? And they find Gru. And the oldest sister who wants to protect her younger sister, Agnes, which in Greek means pure, like pure of heart. She will do anything to protect that little girl from the evil woman in the orphanage. She decides, Gru has a nice house. We could live here. And Gru doesn't realize that he's about to be loved into submission. Let's see the video. So it was a little violent, but in a good way. One of the things that I saw about this is I have a lot of people that don't understand a grace-based theology. I've had more than a few people ask me, how can you have a strictly grace-based theology? Where is there room for God's judgment in a grace-based theology? If you have only a grace-based theology, where do people like Hitler go? And grace-based theology, as you see in our call to worship, grace is unmerited, unearned, and undeserved. So we, as, as Methodists, walk through life knowing that before we knew God, we were under provenient grace. Then once we accepted Christ, we were justified, or in our Baptist friends' tradition, saved. Then, once we walked into justification, we had sanctification. And that even when we messed up and what we call um, backsliding, we still live in a world where we're justified because we still accepted Jesus Christ in our life. And we can't get rid of that. God's going to love us no matter what we do. But I think when um, grew blew up the man's game. Yes, saw God's judgment. That is a great idea of showing how God's judgment is. He didn't kill the guy. He didn't do anything to harm him. What he did is he got rid of where the sin was. The sin was in a crooked game. He got rid of that portion of it. Now it's up to that guy to figure out what to do next. The judgment that a grace-based theology shows is how God gets rid of the sin. That's where grace-based theology shows. God walks into your life 
and judges you and gets rid of the sin part of you, the part, and says, I love you so much that I'm never turning my back on you. You're never going to be out of my life. That's what I said to you when I started loving you proveniently and brought you closer to me, and I kept calling you through Christ. That's why I gave you Christ in the world, and that's why Christ's sacrifice was so important. Because Christ said, I loved you before I even met you. I loved you. And now I'm going to sacrifice my life for you so that you can always be there in God's life. That can't be a sacrifice without meaning. And if you don't have grace in your life that God is always calling to you, then that is a sacrifice without meaning in a grace-based theology. But there's also God's judgment. And God's judgment means that when we do something and we've got that sin connected to us, that something has to go. Because God's not going to let you continue to sin and continue to sin and continue to sin. And that's where God's judgment comes in. And that's when that part of your life that is the continue to sin, God will destroy. And then you've got to make a decision. Do you continue to find another thing to sin with? Or do you say, thank you, God, for destroying that part? I'm going to keep walking. And I'm going to walk in the right direction now. I fell back. Now i got to move forward and I'm going to walk in the right direction. That's how you live in a grace-based theology. Knowing God loves you. Knowing God is destroying that part of your life that was sin-based. So when I saw this movie, I thought, that is Wesleyan. I don't know who wrote it, but somebody understood Wesleyan theology, but they did it with a fluffy unicorn. Because the fluffy unicorn is grace. The fluffy unicorn is what we always want. The fluffy unicorn is where we want to walk around in life and say, look at this. I've got the best thing in the world. It's beautiful and it's fluffy and I can wrap my arms around it. And when I see it, I see joy and I see love and I see comfort. And that's something that will remind me always that God loves me. And not only does God loves me, but that my God will stand up for me and will stand up in the, the face of my enemies and will say, no, this is righteousness. No, this is my judgment. And I will make sure that you are taken care of because you are my beloved. And you deserve a fluffy unicorn in your life. That is a strong God, not a weak God. That is a strong God that makes sure that in this world, you are loved, you are taken care of. That is not a God that does evil for evil. That is a God that turns aside wrath with love. Making sure that the world is a just and righteous place. And making sure that love and grace is a predominant feature in this world. This is God's kingdom. This is what I aspire to. That the world is a place for Disney princesses and fluffy unicorns. Amen.